I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. The correct Jordan Harris Stadium time is 8.49 Central Daylight Time. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast, harbored by College of Magnolia. I am Son of Crow, Drew Croson, at Son of Crow 2 on Twitter. Son of Crow on Venmo. You can call me Crow. To one side of me, the rumor monger, Ryan S. Starrett. The S is for Season Begins This Week. Something like that. The other side of me, giving you full Fort Payne ASMR. A man who was at Coyotes until 4 a.m. A man who knows what it's like to have his name on the list at a bar. AU Chief. I thought you were going to start singing Behind Blue Eyes by Pink Floyd. Knows what it's like <laughs> to go to Coyotes. Yep. Uh... Goodbye, Coyotes. It was it was great. It was great fun. Uh, so I'm excited about Southeastern. I did get a sneak preview of that. But, uh, you got a review, early review of Southeastern. Yeah, yeah. I went over there and uh, uh, walked through uh, with a uh, friend of the pod, Big Dave Mullins. Oh man! And, Shout uh, out, Big Dave. <laughs> and uh, we got to look in. Uh, it's got a huge kitchen. Um, it's a huge bar. It's bigger than you can imagine. Um, it's right up the street from Sky Bar. Uh, it, it's it's really nice on the inside. TV's everywhere. It's great. When's the grand opening? Um, I know that it's going to open this week. Okay. <laughs> uh, there, be on the lookout. There may be a uh, big musical act announced for wow. later this week. Is it going to be Seventeenth Floor? Blackberry Breeze, man. You are close. It, it is not Seventeenth Floor. I okay. wish it was Seventeenth. It's Eighteenth Floor, guys. It's Seventeenth Floor. <laughs> but is it Trotline? No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Is it the pigs? You'll keep guessing okay. and you'll get it, and so I can't tell it on air. Mm. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to spill the beans. Got to guess. I don't want to ruin it. Man, I hope it's. I hope it's the people. I, I I'll think tell you guys off. I hope off. it's delicious. I'll tell you, dudes. <laughs> oh man, I'll tell you guys off air. All right, one second. We got to take a quick break. Jack put some ads in here early, and we're gonna come back. And Chief is gonna give us a countdown to kickoff. Brought to you by Carnell Cadillac Williams. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Three and we're back. And like I said, Chief, we do this thing on collegeofmagnolia.com, which you should go to the website, collegeofmagnolia.com, the corner of Auburn and the internet. And where Ryan has spearheaded this venture, he's done a really good job. Never doing this again. No, it's been great. It's been like a drag. It's been like herding cats for Ryan, though. (laughs) Yeah. Getting other people to help out. Uh, Getting myself to actually do it. The best part was when he tried to ask me to do a couple, and I was like, oh, boy. All right. (laughs) Or or Friday when he was like, Chief's doing Carnell, I think. I was like, oh, Oh, no, I forgot about that. So instead of doing it in written form like we have been doing, which they've been really good, go on there and read them. You can read about how many hits and misses Auburn's had in recruiting. We've actually had more hits than misses if you get to this point in the in the countdown. Auburn is just like any other school. Yeah. There's plenty of busts and plenty of success stories. Yeah. And when you look at that top end, the busts look bigger, but the successes also look bigger. Yeah. So, Chief, tell us me tell us about we are what how many days is this to kick off? This is number six, so you so probably won't hear this days. until later in the week. But so the number six overall recruit in the history of Auburn University, mm-hmm. based off of the. 24 yeah. 7 composite. Like, we're not ranking these ourselves. Right. Is a man named Carnell Cadillac Williams, currently Coach Caddy, former NFL Rookie of the Year. This is a uh, Carnell is one of his recruitment was 
in the early days of online recruiting sites right. and rankings too. Um, and he's the first recruit whose name I knew. And I think I think it's probably because he's from my area. Is why he's, he's about your age too, right? Yeah, he's a year older than me. Right. Um, but it, it's the first guy. Probably helps that I played him in, in against him in basketball too. So it was like, hey, this guy we're playing in basketball is a big football recruit. Just a little behind the scenes, I wanted Chief to write the countdown article as Carnell as a basketball recruit, but he wouldn't do no, that. So. I, don't, I don't think. Let me put it this way: I don't think anybody was trying to get Carnell to come play basketball. For him. <laughs> no, <laughs> he uh, he, he was. I mean, he was fast, I imagine, but an athletic freak. Like, I mean, that's yeah, just I can what imagine. it is, and so. He didn't have to be extremely skilled at basketball to be pretty good at it, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody was trying to get him. To no, Nick Marshall. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No dual threat, Nick Marshall. <laughs> um, but yeah, Carnell. Um, what do you mean? Like the recruitment was the first that was online. What do you mean by that? Well, it was from the early days. The internet. It was, it was one of the early days of online recruitment. Um, Rivals, I think Rivals was one of the first. That I can remember, um, and you know, I think they probably started in 1998, somewhere around in there. Um, so recruit, and this was his recruitment would have been the 2000 2001 school year. So right. he's he's from the very early. He's in the 2000 signing class. Yeah. So the early days of of like Scout.com. Yeah, yeah. Um, he. Uh, I mean, he was just a legend in in the area that that I was in. He he, if he was coming to player school, everybody was interested. Big part of that was he was. I don't know if he was ever committed. He was a heavy lean to Alabama. Yeah, um, and that's an Alabama stronghold. Yeah, oh, North Alabama in general is. Um, Huntsville is not really anymore. I don't think got all the Auburn engineers up there, right? And I think I think the other part of that is there's a lot of people not from the state. That yeah. Um, but in that area, everybody's an Alabama fan. Um, you're kind of a weirdo. You probably went to college if you're an Auburn fan, um, or you're a banker at Auburn. You're to college, yeah, at right, Auburn. right. Yeah. Or no, just or, college in general. Yeah. <laughs> or, or you're a banker, or uh, uh, I don't know. They do yeah. well, how, how big of schools were because Ed was where so Ed was, was a, is, he's not Gadsden High no that's controversial okay uh, recruitment going on maybe probably okay um, I, I don't know the, the big I don't know if there's any big controversy over Carnell I just know that Etowah tended to get Etowah was known to get who they wanted Etowah is located in Rainbow City um, Atala Rainbow City is a real place Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Someone's never driven up 431. <laughs> Rainbow City. Rainbow City and Natala. They're just they're tiny little places, county cities outside of Gadsden. Um, it used to, Gadsden was split up into like four different schools, and now they just have Gadsden City, which is one of the biggest schools in the state. But then there, Etowah would pick off some of the best talent mm. in football from those places. So is this is this like one of the big schools, or is Etowah like a three A? Etowah was five A at that time. Okay, um, when Carnell was there, and, I, and they kind of bounce around. I think they might be six A now. Okay, I think they may have moved up like Fort Payne did. They're, so it's not like he was just dominating against a, no, a team with fifty kids or twenty right. kids on. No, him. he was playing in five A. Um, we were in the same area. Uh, I'm trying to think of maybe a bigger school you guys would know, but at that time, I don't. I don't really know. Crow's you can't think of a single one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Fort, Fort Payne has. Yeah, yeah. It, it played Fort Payne. Um, uh, Ga- I mean, Gadsden was right. also in, in our uh, area. Was he so just... He, so you saw him play high school football. Was I he did. just untouchable as a high school I remember him more as a defensive player. He was the okay. best safety I've ever seen in my life. Like, he, he was wherever. Like an Ed Reed quality. Yeah. No, dude, it, it, it was like that on a high school football field. Uh, and I like that was my biggest takeaway. I was like, this guy can play both ways. Yeah. Um, he he was just, and a part of that is, I you know I I don't know how that would have translated to Division One football. He was just such a better athlete than everybody yeah. else that he. No, I mean it wasn't unheard of in the late '90s and early 2000s to have two A players. Yeah, I mean you had Charles Woodson, right? But and he he was just he was really great. He was his great safety. Um. You know, running backs, 
He was good. I mean, he was good. Yeah. Like, there's no... Right. Um, it... It, it, the impression on me was the safe was how good of, how good of a safety he was, and I, I've stood by that all these years. I think he could have been a better safety than he was a running back. Wow! Um, so who who played safety for Auburn in the early on those two thousand three? Right. Yeah. I mean, so say you have Ronnie, Ronnie Brown as just the the primary back. Is is Cadillac at safety? Is he making a huge impact on the Auburn defense? Well, I think Rob Pate was a safety yeah, when Carnell right. got here. Right, <laughs> but, but like for the two thousand three and two thousand four teams, um, yeah. So your your Rose Green is the main one. You have Rose Green, Carlos Rogers, and right. Cadillac. So it's not like Auburn was hurting for safety at yeah. that point either. But yeah, Hello. and Will Herring. Yeah, Will Herring. A little but, later on, I think. But well, who was on that? Who was on that 14? Yeah, he was. Um, and he was playing safety for that 0-4 team, so it was him. He moved to linebacker later. Moved to linebackers yeah. last year. Um, so, yeah, I don't I – mean, I think he might have been better than Will at safety. <laughs> I mean, Will was fine. I, I think Will was a great safety for us. But, I mean, what I saw Carnell do in high school was absurd. As a so you're saying – you're talking about – alternate universe in which Auburn has right. like, Auburn's two-way two-way monster no four is Brandon Jacobs yeah Marty Brown with hey, 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 safety. Trey Smith hey okay. we've right. had running backs guys come here to play running back end up playing safety we have Brandon two Jacobs. in the secondary right now yeah Brandon Jacobs was a linebacker for Auburn before he transferred before he found was like you know I'm not playing defense yeah they made him move to linebacker yeah Car- Carnell was just a it was he was a event. Uh, I don't. Know, he was appointment television. Appointment television, but you were there. Like yeah. you, you went to see him. I, I think it was that way in every city that he played in. Like I said, because he was an Alabama lean. And then some funny stuff happened at, towards the end of his recruitment. Um, in the waning days of before signing day, he took an official visit to Tennessee. I think, and the word was, "Oh, he's committed to Tennessee." And then, um, of course, that got. The Alabama people real revved up. They were pretty. Yes, they're a real rival. Is yeah, yeah is their biggest yeah. rival. And, and then all of a sudden, he signs with Auburn. And yeah, we had yeah, been in the yeah, mix. Yeah. He signs with Auburn. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we had been in the mix, but it was. It was. I, I remember thinking, "Oh my gosh, we just did this!" Like all, because most of the people I knew that followed recruiting really heavily were all Alabama people. And they were upset, and I was just <laughs> so we were just laughing. Um, because so this is do. this is in Tuberville's first signing, first full signing class too, right? He signed. No, Carnell would have been oh one. He was in the oh one class, but right. So Tuberville didn't get a full recruiting cycle until that year. And Tuberville probably yeah, signed him on clean so. living and drinking whole milk and <laughs> doing the right thing, going to class, making good grades, and that was what got him here. Well, as James <laughs> Jones uh, pointed out to us today, Tubbs took the entire coaching staff to his house. To meet with his mama, and, which is which is allowed, yeah. And, and and their pitch, I guess, was to her one one and yeah, got him to come here because I, I she was as I understood it at the time as well. She was heavily influential. She likes Tennessee. That's why. Yeah. That's why. And someone else in his family really wanted him to go to Alabama. Um, there's a lot of heavy Alabama boosters up in that area. Sure. So. Um, I'm sure there was immense pressure on him to go to Alabama. I can't imagine, you know, Tubbs selling him there. Can you imagine being like the defensive backs coach or the defensive line coach, and you're at this lady's house and you're like, what are we doing here? This is not my recruit. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you this: they'd all seen him play, so they right. would have all known exactly why they were yeah. there. Well, I mean, it's not like he was just you know a four star. Like, oh, we kind of want this guy. I mean, he he was a five star. The hype was there. He's I one mean, of the best recruits in the country. Was he the number one running back that year? Uh, he may have I, been. I, I would think he probably was. I mean, the dude, oh, the dude was just if he's the number six overall recruit in Auburn history, I imagine he's the number one or number two running back in his class. Yeah, Ronnie wasn't in that class, was he? He was the next year. Um, no, Ronnie may have been in that class too. I think Ronnie was in that class too. Yeah, because yeah, and Ronnie was a four star. They were the same age. Ryan ran for, I think Ronnie went to a triple option high school, which is probably hilarious thought. He's from Florida, right? No, he's from Georgia. Oh, small. Yep, yeah, yeah. tiny town in Georgia. Small school. In yeah, so, so Edel, we, we were talking about the side of the school. Edelweiss, I mean, it's the place where it is is tiny. It's out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, Itala and 
they're more like suburbs with like their own small city kind of organization around them. Um, and people that are from these places probably hating how I'm talking about them right now, but full of stupid. People. I mean, Gaston's the the biggest <laughs> city in that that re- that little region right, right there, uh, and especially at that time. Um, so it, it's funny. It just felt like you were going out in the middle of nowhere when you went to at a lot of school, but um, you were going out in the middle of nowhere. You were pretty much, yeah. And I mean, they feel that way if they were going to Fort Payne. So. Let's, you know, well, while we've been doing these countdown articles, we've been talking about him as a recruit and a player. Yeah. You guys were in school while yeah. he was here. What is your one signature Cadillac's memory? I'm, at Auburn, I'm an Auburn fan because of Cadillac Williams. I'm sitting in this chair because of the 2003 Iron Bowl and Cadillac Williams busting a run off right tackle for 90 whatever yards. Or eighty whatever yards to the house on the first play of the O three Iron Bowl. Yeah. In that moment, I told my brother, "Yeah, I'm coming to Auburn." <laughs> because that, I mean, that was it. Seventeenth floor, played that weekend at the Fiji House. I had a blast. Golly. And then I went to the O three Iron Bowl. It's like a, the best Auburn weekend yeah. ever. It, it, it never got any better than that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was that was it. O three Iron Bowl. I'm I I'm showing up as a senior in high school. I go to a fraternity band party, dance with college girls. Oh, See the O three Iron Bowl and see Cadillac Williams break one off on the first play of the game, and I'm like, "This is it." Here's to feeling good all the time. <laughs> oh man, yeah that that was. I mean, anybody that saw that that has to be in their memory. Um, but for me though, it was before I came here as well. Is what Carnell did to Alabama in the opening of the O uh, one Iron Bowl. Before he had his collarbone broke, he had run for uh, nearly 100 yards in uh, like yeah the first like five minutes of the game or something like that. It was like insane. Um, and then it, he broke his collarbone, and we ended up struggling and then losing. So, but that it wasn't the breaking of the collarbone; it's what he did to them before then. I was like, oh my gosh, he is amazing. Yeah. Uh, my my memory of Cadillac and you know. Take in mind, I'm seven, eight years old when he's at Auburn. Is that it's not a specific memory? It's just that he was simultaneously the best player on the planet that couldn't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. That, that's all I had in my head. Yeah. I was like, well, man, he's, I've always heard he's really good, but oh, he's not playing today. No. I'm gonna be honest with you. That's that's how I have always kind of felt about him too. Is it is it's he got hurt at the worst times. It's not his fault. No. He got hurt in that Florida game, and we lost the Florida game. He got hurt the Alabama game and missed the rest of the season then. Yeah. Does he have a similar reputation, not skill level, but just reputation-wise, that carry-on gets? Now, when we look back at carry-on in 10, 15 years, is it, man, he was awesome, but he got hurt at the worst time. And, and yeah, Carl wasn't, like, the primary no. – sorry, carry on wasn't the primary back for four years. Because of 04. Yeah, because of, he, had, he had his 04. Because okay. we, went, we went undefeated in 04. Had carry on had had carry on come back last year and then rushed for a thousand yards, or even at like let's say carry on doesn't get hurt in seventeen, yeah, and Auburn beats Georgia in the SEC championship game, and goes to the playoff. We completely forget that carry on yeah. used to get hurt a lot because now it's oh my gosh, we had this. He had the best three games rushing Auburn. The thing that Carnell has that carry on doesn't is Carnell could have left and he came back. Yeah, no. um, I. It, Truthfully, I was always more of a Ronnie guy. I, I liked watching Ronnie run better. I know it's like blasphemy to say that. Um, no, I I wrote that in the article. I was a Ronnie guy, but I'm a Ben Tate guy. I like Ben Tate as well. Yeah, I, I like the big guy that's faster than you think he is. Um, but the thing Carnell had was probably better field vision than anybody except maybe Barry Sanders. He was unbelievable. I mean, the, the, guy, the guy knew where that hole was going to be. Not where it was, where it was going to be. And he, he could run to it. He could get out of trouble. He could move. He could cut so fast the guys could not get to him to tackle him. Ronnie had the run against Tennessee the first time we played him in 04. Right. That everyone remembers. But people forget about Cadillac's run against Tennessee the second time yeah. we played him in the SC Championship game where he jukes a guy out of his cleats. Yeah. Like on a dime, and it's he's full speed, 
and then makes the cut and it's full speed the other way. The, yeah, that's one of those skills a lot of people don't have is that it's just one cut and you your top speed never you never, never stop. Yeah. He never slows. There's up. a reason he won. He was a rookie of the year because yeah. he was that good. He His jersey good. and cleats are in Canton, Ohio. Yeah, because he had the all. It's like the highest rushing game in the history of the NFL for a rookie. Yeah, in his rookie year. And he's 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 one of the three most talented football players I've seen play in person at all. Probably. Yeah. Um, just from natural ability and I mean you can't I don't I don't think you could do what he did without the hard work either. And and I think that's here's the weird thing about Cadillac is that Cadillac was so famous. He was so famous. So he had a name. So that's the Cadillac. The name helps. When we were in college The name is probably when I was more of a Ronnie guy. Like I don't know if there was anybody when you were in when you were at Auburn, but maybe Nick Marshall or Trey Mason. Maybe. No. But when we were, when Chief and I were at Auburn, if you were at Foy, Car- Cadillac walked in. Everybody in the building knew yeah. that Cadillac had walked in. It was like, it was like an oxygen level in the room went down. The only other guy. It went all to him. The, the only, only guy that's other, else has done that is Cam. Yes. Right. That, that's got it. It's got to be it. Like you would see, like I'd see Jason Campbell all the time. He always went out of the tree by Foy. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it was like, oh, it's Jason Campbell. But like Carnell, like people would be like, and it's like how and he how was this guy like, go to class. The difference like, is that Cam was and is this larger than life right. personality that right. goes with that. Right. Carnell was just this unassuming, fairly quiet. And this is guy. A, this is before everybody had their uh, yeah, the headphones, the headphones, their Beats headphones, and could walk around with their hood and their Beats headphones, and nobody'd see him. He's an unassuming looking guy. Like he doesn't look like he's trying to be famous, but man, a lot. He met Ronnie both when they when they walked yeah. into the building. You were in. Everybody was hitting each other, going, "Ronnie Brown, Ronnie Brown." I think, and you know, that's. I think this goes back to the. He was famous. The beginning of the the internet recruiting. I think he was so famous in part because of that. Yeah. Because people our age, more people our age had gotten into that stuff. They would have been sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, maybe already in college, and he was famous to them before he ever even got to Auburn. Right. So then there's this guy. There. Also, he had done a lot of electrifying stuff like before you. Yeah. That that O three Iron Bowl had happened before you got here, so everybody that came with you knew him as that guy. Right. And so when they would see him, they'd be like, oh. yeah. When I saw him in on campus, I, that's the first thought I had was go crazy Cadillac. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, that's that's, that's the, and that's Rod's first signature call. Yeah. Right. That's yes, Cadillac of go crazy Cadillac. That we're, so, gonna, we're gonna hear that in the stadium. In so, a couple weeks. Uh, yes. And so. <laughs> That was going to be what my article was going to end up being. It's just the video of Go yeah. Crazy Cadillac. Well, so I think we've done it. Uh, yeah. Just kind of a, to wrap it up, though. He went to the NFL, mm-hmm. Rookie of the Year. Yep. Uh, kind of flamed out mostly because of injuries after that. Yeah, flamed out. because yeah, he, he stuck he, around for he, a few more years. But he for just for about seven, seven, eight years, I think. But Yeah, he, he, he was never the same. Though. Right. He was never a leader. His rookie year was the, his best year. I, I, I think it's safe to say Ronnie had a – Better NFL career than yeah than, oh yeah because he was longer and, and so a upward trajectory rather than skyrocket right and he played so, for he played for the Bucks for a long from time. 05 to two thousand and eleven so six, six seasons six, six seasons. seasons he played um for the Bucks he played for the Bucks and then that was then the Rams yeah with the Rams and. 2011. I want to say that was just a practice. Yeah, I think, I think he went there. You know, he was the backup to Steven Jackson, and he had 91 yards on 19 carries. Yeah. And that was kind of was just the backup in 11. Right. That was it. So after that, he goes into coaching and isn't in coaching that long before Gus gives him the call yeah. that Auburn wants to bring him in. And he so this is just past offseason. Haven't seen how he's affected the guys in the field yet. But all things considered, he's been recruiting basically – what we've been missing on recruiting is recruiting big running backs. Yep. Yeah. And he's doing that for us. Because he uh, walks in the room and goes, yeah, you ain't nothing, kid. Like, right. I, and, like I was famous as a 17-year-old. Like, so so Auburn has, has got a commit from the number six running back, I think, for next year. The number four running back for the class after that. You know, Recruiting is what it is. Yeah. We'll see if they come here or not. I, I think you but, just hit on something, though, pretty, pretty significant. When Carnell was the recruit, he was the recruit. Like yeah. he was the biggest thing ever. Now the internet, I guess it gives more reach to 
the big recruits, but there's a bunch of them. There, yeah, there there's, there's very rarely the recruit anymore. Right, mm-hmm. and he he was the one of the biggest recruits in the country, and he wasn't a lineman. He was a skill player yeah. from the state of Alabama. It's the running back era too. Right. Yes, exactly. It was it was the era of the running backs, and uh, where that's what everybody wanted. That's how you won games is you got the best running back. Um, and as James Jones put in our chat, it's probably made Toverville's career signing Garnet. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it changed Auburn football in yeah. terms of big fish. Like what Auburn fans expect from recruiting changed. Right. Yeah. Like, I think I think that's absolutely true. But like I said, I like he was. I was like, okay, I wasn't paying that much attention to recruiting, but it was still like, yeah, who, who cares? Okay, you guys are fired up about this guy, and then he signs with us. So, yeah. But um, let's hope that maybe it changes the game again for Auburn here. Uh, Only good things happen with Cadillacs on campus. All right, Jack is gonna gonna make that a segment on its own, a bonus segment, as they say. Right now we have a little bit of podcast business we want to take care of. I'm gonna hit a break first. We just we hit a break already. Well, we hit it early in the show. How long? Let's book into the Cadillac. So yeah, we can. All right, another break. <laughs> Give them some more ads. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You probably heard, I just heard a great ad about it, a podcast from Eater.com. I'm sure it's great. We love our friends at Eater.com. Yeah. Speaking of eating, what do you do when you eat, Chief? What do you need when you're to wash down an ice cold Coors Light? You drink. Well, you know what? When you have one of those drinks that Ryan's talking about, you need something to keep that drink cold. And let me tell you what keeps a drink the coldest. A koozie. And you know what we've got? Orange and true koozies. That's right. We got them for sale. We haven't listed a price yet. Don't know how we're going to sell them. We don't know how we're going to sell them. But if you would like an orange and true koozie, they look great. Ryan's going to probably put a picture of one on our Instagram. I'm saying. We have an Instagram, guys. I don't know if we ever said that. Oh, yeah. At College and Mag. <laughs> I think so. Twitter, Twitter.com slash College and Mag. Instagram, College and Mag. Uh, Ryan's going to... I took a picture and put it in the Slack. I wonder how hard it would be to set up a shop on classicmalink.net for... That's probably, probably get a Shopify account. <laughs> probably do some uh, down shipping <laughs> if you want onto classicmalink.net. <laughs> I don't know how ethical that if, is. If we need a forum, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Classicmalink.net. I'm not selling ads on there. That should be our forum for <laughs> online shopping. Anyway, they're good-looking koozies. They're going to be at the tailgate. We, we don't have an official College of Mag tailgate, but the unofficial College of Mag tailgate yeah. uh, will have them. At the South Quad parking deck. South Quad parking deck with the AU Squid, James Jones. Yeah, and that's all I got about koozies. If you want one, get one. I kept my drink nice and um, not boiling mm-hmm. at, uh, at Coyotes this weekend, where it was 8,000 degrees and It was toasty. It was not cool. Does the Southeastern have air conditioning? Oh, it does. Okay. It does. Uh, it, so does Coyotes, but... Hmm. It, I don't think they were running it too much on the it last was, night. No, you can stand right under the vent, and it, it, was, yeah. it was only 98 degrees. Wow. <laughs> Man, I really missed out. <laughs> Uh, guys, Auburn soccer played two meaningful games. Yeah. Three meaningful games, I think. Let me go real quick. You guys talk a little bit about uh, how excited you are. I saw volleyball won a, uh, a friendly scrimmage today. Do volleyballs have friendlies? Is that, I guess. Is that the term? I don't know. They call it a... Uh, they play against Argentina? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know who they play. Uh, so actually, I will tell you. No. Anyway, it was on Twitter. Saw they won 2-1. There you go. I don't know what that means in volleyball. Starting a year off with a win. Two games to win. Is it sets? Games? I don't know. Yeah, volleyball's fun. Nobody plays it. Volleyball is super fun. There's a club team that Auburn has for... It's co-ed. They're a fun time. I remember getting uh, at the Auburn-Georgia volleyball match, which was just before the Auburn-Georgia football game in Mm -hmm. 2017, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got to do the uh, on-court trivia between between games, and it was all about the Auburn-Georgia rivalry. 
thought I had it in the bag. Uh, Guess what? Wow. I didn't. Did you let us down? Uh, yeah, because the mm-hmm. group of sorority girls across the court were looking at our answers first. Oh, <laughs> and, great. And then just writing down whatever we put. Unbelievable. And Cheating. we all guess on the last question. Oh, so. man. Cheaters never win. Well, guys, well, they did win. Auburn yeah. is uh, Auburn's zero and one on the year, mainly because Auburn didn't play its second game. Last well, so first game against South Florida, number fourteen, South Florida. Auburn lost two one, mm-hmm. and the very end of the game, at the ninetieth minute, literally, she scored at the death, as it's called in soccer. And that game was only available on YouTube through the South Florida yes, South Florida's YouTube channel. God, it's dumb to watch. <laughs> I didn't watch the whole game because I was like, I can't. I cannot put up with this. Next, we're going to be watching on Twitch. But Man, I can't believe we lost until the last possible second. And then against Florida Gulf Coast, uh, the weather won that match. Exactly. It really is the death in a college soccer game because the, they don't go over 90 minutes. Right. So in, at the death, we lost. And then at FGCU, home of Jared Harper's brother, we Fergie time. did not play. Would you say Fergie time is also what it's referred to when you score a goal that way? Oh, because of, cause of Sir, Sir Alex, Alex Ferguson? Yeah. Sir Alex Ferguson, Ryan, was the manager, slash coach, manager is what they call him in soccer, coach is what they call him in America. Of They're Man- starting to call him coaches more over there. Oh, really? Yeah. Of Manchester United. And Manchester United was famous for scoring at the end because the referees would just kind of add more time. Yeah, to yeah. They'd yeah. give them like... They'd add four minutes on and then let them play for six more until they. Could. So they were taking advantage of dumb soccer rules where yes. there's no official clock. Absolutely. Florida Gulf Coast. That game was suspended because of the weather. So, so what do we got this week? Our next game, we play the University of Maryland Terrapins. Terps. In a tournament. Scott Van Pelt's Maryland Terrapins. Yeah, I guess it's a tournament. We're playing them in Athens, Georgia. And then oh, on geez. Sunday, we play VT in Athens, Georgia, which, guys. My family, my wife's family's lake house is like an hour from Blacksburg, Virginia. Yeah. We got to get a home and home. Like, oh, I would well, love it. Alan bring, Green, if you're listening up, to this. Bring up we've already got like a decade of non-con games slated, but. A home and home against Tech and I can go stay at the lake house? We'll, we'll do it for basketball. How about I got to be, well. That might be. We'll get into my annoyance with the announcing games that are like eight years in the future yeah. later. It's in the later episode. Where the kids that are in uh, fifth grade are yeah, play? Yeah, yeah. It's. Annoying. So again, our, our next home game, our first home game, the home opener is September 5 against the Syracuse Orange Women. Mm. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk more about that match after we discuss how we beat Oregon. And that'll be on SEC yeah. Network, a real channel, not YouTube.com. Yeah. What if you have YouTube TV, though? Is it still a real channel? Well, then it is. Because <laughs> it's YouTube TV. Okay. But if you have to search... Uh, <laughs> this University South of South Florida, Florida Dragon Channel and pray to God that it's holes. not some kid opening a box of shoes <laughs> to show what they look like on his feet. Man, that's all it's on YouTube so, these days. Unboxing videos. Yeah. Do we want to talk about maybe the biggest news in the, in the Auburn universe? We've, we've kind of put it off because it happened what, six hours after our last episode dropped? Um, uh, I, I really don't know what you're I'm talking stumped, about. I'm stumped, Ryan. <laughs> totally stumped. Oh, the bonus. No, we, no, we announced it. We already knew. Okay. Yeah. We announced it. We, announced, we, dropped, we, we, we broke, broke that news. We broke the news because Jack put the episode out at like 7 in the morning, yeah. which I did not see coming. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Yeah, we broke that news. Yeah, I, I didn't know you were talking about that. I literally was like, what else? What I woke up in that. So, no, so oh yeah, we... Didn't know Eric Wilkes. Well, I think, I think we were so confused. confused. I think everybody kind of knew. <laughs> we were so confused because we were already running on the assumption. Right. Was, if basically was all really, the really previous good. weekend before the announcement, it was kind of clear that Bo was going to be the quarterback. Yeah. Um, he handled it pretty well, I thought. Um, it's opening. Yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing we can really say at this point that hasn't already been said. I mean, he's this is the job he's been training for since he was 10 years old. He, and, he was literally born to do this. So. Yeah. Um, and that puts a lot of pressure on him, I think. Without a doubt. I think I think maybe that's part of what he's been training for is the pressure of that situation. So, um, I had a... No, here's the thing. I had a parody song about Bo Nix oh, written in my head at church this morning and cannot, <laughs> cannot remember what it was. The worst. And it's just killing me. I'm sitting here trying to remember it. <laughs> You'll remember it when we're done. Yeah, I don't know. It, it wasn't bo 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 nix bo 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 nix. It wasn't that, but that just came into my head. But 
You could go with the... Uh, His mind is always working. Bird is the word, but bonix. Oh, man. It's... I think Justin Ferguson wrote that it's the uh, shortest name in the history of Auburn. Yeah, Auburn Letterman. Yeah. yeah, he actually wrote that before he signed. He said if we signed him, he would be he would have yeah. the least names because it's only uh, and they say five. and they say the yeah, athletic yeah. doesn't. In other news, Chief can't count. Well, I, sorry, I, <laughs> is his full name Bo? Yeah. Wow. He's totally named after Bo Jackson, right? Yeah. That's you would imagine Bo's name though is not Bo, right? No, it's I Vince. don't think his name. Okay, are we going to start calling him Vincent Nix? I wish his we name should start Vincent Vince Nix. Nix. <laughs> Guys, up next is Vince Nix and the Dusty Roses. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a country Sounds man. Like a country man for sure. Oh man, but yeah, Bo Nix is our quarterback. That's pretty exciting. Um, you know, you feel for for the other guy, which is Joey Gatewood in this case, because um, he worked just as hard and by all accounts. Did well enough to maybe have wanted himself. Yeah, this this isn't a job that Joey lost, which I think is what a lot of people were worried about. Is, oh, well, you know, if, if Bo's going to be a quarterback, Joey just must be awful. Some of the takes on the internet. All sorts of takes. Were some of the work. I mean, well, now what? But, what if Bo doesn't work out? Yeah. <laughs> but man, what if anything doesn't What happen? if football season gets yeah. canceled? Like, what, what <laughs> if he gets hurt? What, what if. Uh, what if I have a cold? I can't go to the game. I'm like, what, 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 I mean, what kind of question is that? What if Gus has a stroke and all of a sudden is calling passing goes in every down? Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, the, the, the worst takes. I mean, they get, they get worse every time something happens, but these were the worst takes. Yeah. It is Twitter. Yeah. Well, we have bad a, takes tend to happen. We have a quarterback whose name is, in, is two syllables, and that's it. That's I mean, great. Yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't work backwards and forwards as uh, all great quarterback names do. Zenov. It's not, not Nick's bow. He sounds like a Scientology. Zenov. Uh, oh, fully backwards. Okay. This is Zenov. Zenov. Yeah, it's, it's like a Scientology baddie. Yeah, or yeah, or like a Zenov could be a Kung Fu movie. Or a Battlestar Galactica character. Right. <laughs> Scientology, Battlestar Galactica, same thing. Or he may have, <laughs> maybe he taught Batman. Don't get sued, get, don't get a sued here, Chief. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, man. What was the name of Batman's mentor who ended up being a bad guy? Raz Al Ghul. Yeah, Al-Ghul. Raz Al Ghul. Played by yeah. Liam Neeson. But I think it's pronounced differently. Rage. People, yeah, people were mad about people how they pronounced rage. it in the movie or some nonsense. People are mad about how it was pronounced when it's a name that's written <laughs> on a page. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Comic book nerds undefeated at being <laughs> mad kinda like a, It's kind of like nerd yeah, harping on us for not knowing how to pronounce... Prince Tega Winago. Sorry, nerd. We should probably know that. Tega. He is one of our best players. Yeah, he's got a fun name to say, too. Tega Winago. I just call him Prince. Prince Tega is how everyone refers to him. The lineman formerly known as Prince? Yes, that would be. Man, that's terrific. Man, that's so good, Ryan. Purple Rain. We should quit the podcast right now. Or Starfishing Coffee, because that was an artist formerly known as. Yeah. So without really knowing anything about what Auburn or Oregon are going to be on the field this year, yeah, let's preview them. Yeah, like we know what we're talking it. about. Um, my, on the tray. my impression as someone who only watches Auburn now uh, these days, yeah, is exactly. um, that Oregon kind of stunk it up last year. So I, they were an interesting case because they were not so good at the beginning of the year. Yeah, found their stride middle of the year and just. Fell apart oh. in November. Auburn 2017? So Sean White no. 2016. Yeah, Everybody 2016. likes this, this Sean White Oregon quarterback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Justin Herbert, uh, that's the name you kind of have to know about Oregon. He's Justin Herbert. One of the top quarterbacks in the country. He's probably going to be a top five pick next year. Would have been a top five pick last year if he had gone to the draft. Interesting. Um, Why did he decide to not do that? No one knows. Wants to be the yeah, number no one pick. I honestly I don't know why he came back. Uh, he's he's going to be still going up against a good quarterback class this year, so maybe he just had unfinished business. Huh, okay. Um, he like he him. wasn't a big time recruit. He right. was a uh, no, he really was. I think he was like either a two or a three star. Went to uh, an FCS school, transferred into uh, Oregon, and has been kind of tearing it up since he's gotten there. Let me ask this: If you transfer in from FCS, do you have to sit out again? No. Okay, that's what I'm You're immediately eligible transferring to or from an FCS school. Um, I knew the two since 
JSU gets everybody's yeah. cast offs. Uh, okay, so Justin Herbert's the guy we got to watch out for. He's, yeah, he's got a great arm. Um, here's the thing: is it's not just him though. Their offensive line is one of the best offensive lines in the country, and it's not the reputation that you would think of at Oregon. They they do have some big guys up there. It's yeah, not like our guys are going to be able to push them around. So, for for our listeners. Uh, tell us how different, how this team differs from the team that we faced in 2010. In 2010. This is not the read option team. Right. I mean, this is a, I say they call them an area team, but really they're just going to be throwing the ball a lot. Okay. Um, Which they, could be bad for them with the amount of wide receivers they have. Right. They're having, they have a lot of talented wide receivers, uh, a lot of injuries to wide receivers. I think somebody, somewhere I was reading that last week they were missing six of their 11 guys, or five of their 11 scholarship receivers. That, that practice. doesn't sound good. I mean, yeah. some segment. of them are going to be back. I mean, one of them was like, yeah, he had muscle cramping or something like that. Interesting new segment called Crow Talks Croods, in which I'm going to now com- do Sounds this. Sounds fun. Yeah. This is maybe the only episode of it, in which I'm going to compare the 24-7 composite rankings thanks to a guy that yeah, Ryan found on Twitter. This is one of the only top teams are going to play in the season that doesn't have top recruits on their well, team. Well, <laughs> that's funny you say that, Chief. It, it appears that um, Auburn outdoes them in a lot of positions, but not all of them. Hmm. For instance, quarterback Auburn wildly out. Al, Auburn is one of the highest in terms of composite right. well, they, quarterbacks. And that's because we have two, five, two five, former five. top 50 recruits yeah. at quarterback. And then it Running back, a receiver, Oregon barely edges out the Auburn Tigers with a point nine something. That's too small for me to read. Versus Auburn's point eight nine. Okay. You do some readers over there, crew? Yeah, I didn't read my glasses on. And then Oregon <laughs> in the secondary, Oregon's a little bit better as well. Kind of the same margin. And that's pretty common out in the Pacific Northwest. Usually the good DBs. teams out there have really good DBs. They throw the ball a lot. Yeah. Now, at the O-line, Auburn and Oregon are... Even. Dead even, right? From mm-hmm. a recruiting standpoint, interesting. Now, what's funny about that is that I feel like Oregon, uh, um, probably doesn't have the same school of thought where Auburn's is. Let's just sign only good players to the defensive line, <laughs> and then an offensive line. We'll just throw some bags of hamburger. We'll, we'll, we'll change. We'll, we'll take we'll, a couple of we'll change some of those uh, really talented yeah. defensive linemen and yeah. offensive. It seems like what we've been doing, but Oregon. Is not doing that, and uh, seems to be recruiting about as well. And, and and apparently they have like this very talented offensive line that everyone's talking about. They do. Now it's and, a similar situation to Auburn's, where they it's all the same guys from last year, except for they were all really good last year. Now so. at the D line, Chief Auburn has just as big of an advantage as you might think it does. From a ninety-two is the average mm-hmm. to an eighty-seven is a gulf wow, is the largest gulf big. of any position besides quarterback. Um, Oregon might be doing that hamburger meat method on their defensive line, <laughs> which hopefully that'll work. That helps for Auburn. But, so really, it's it's a weakness versus weakness. Uh, their defensive line versus our offensive line, and yeah, and then strength versus strength, our D line and their O line. I would say their O line does not have two first round picks on it, and I think our D D line might have two. Yeah. So and Derek Brown might be a full grown man. Uh, yeah, he is. <laughs> might be. So he's got dad strength, man. Come on. Last year when we faced. Washington, they also had one of the better offensive lines in the country, correct? They did. And, and it's a similar situation where they had a experienced, right. really good offense as a whole. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't be mad if we just played Pac-12 teams opening. I think we should just move to the Pac-12 is what it sounds like. <laughs> opening game every year. I'd like, to play, I'd like to play just all the Pac-12 teams, just run through them all, do home-and-home home with everybody. That should have been our plan. For We've got Cal and UCLA. It was good. Now, it's true. We did. Remember... Pac-12, what do you think about? I think a Pac-12 team quarterback is so good, probably really good looking. The last said quarterback, game. before you went to quarterback, I was thinking about Jason. Okay, well, when you think about what their, what their offense must have looked like in their last bowl game, and we're supposed to be scared of well, the offensive line. And I'm thinking like, just <laughs> think yeah. I know where this is going. Their offensive line is so strong, and their quarterback is a top 15 pick. Ryan, you hurt yourself on yeah, that? Yeah, they got a, they got a nail sticking out back there. Yeah, it's a drywall nail. That's, that's what gets you. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Out. yeah. I'll see uh, back here, man. Come on. <laughs> they played the 2018 Red Box Bowl, which I today I learned where, there, there was a Red Box Bowl in that, uh, San Francisco, I believe. Is that the 49ers just death rattle of a stadium? <laughs> it is the Levi, it is Levi Stadium, <laughs> and uh, 
They won that game against the Michigan State Spartans seven to six. Man, barn <laughs> burner. Yeah, Michigan State has a horrible. tendency to do that to you, but they did not score a point, a single point until the fourth quarter when they threw a touchdown pass. Are either one of you worried about this game? I mean, I was until reading this. I was like, until about the last few weeks, and then I've just sort of. I've, Started feeling. Like I've kind of been it. saying I was last year. Okay, for comparison, last year the Washington game I thought was a one hundred percent toss up. Like I had zero was, idea how that was going to go. And I, and I think the game kind of reflected that went down it the very did, end. It did. You're right. This year I've been way more comfortable about this game. Hey, but it's scary it's, because it's, we're it's, starting a freshman. Are they supposed to be able to run the ball at all? They, They've got two decent tailbacks. Uh, they're not super. I, I feel like I was about to tell us. Guys, <laughs> they ran the ball 27 times against Michigan State for 37 yards. Yeah. Wow. This offensive line is supposed to be one of the best in the country? you got to get more than two yards of carry, guys. Man, that is, that is not good. <laughs> Whoa. That's not quite two yards of carry. Now, in college, I'm sure, I don't know how many, they must have got some sacks. I don't know. I mean, we're not trying to make fun of Oregon here. That's not, that's not what we're doing. No, but I am saying that if, I am so glad. I'm so proud of Past Drew for not watching the 2018 Red Box Bowl. If you're going to watch a low-scoring bowl game, watch the Cheez-It Bowl. Way more fun. Cheez-It Bowl. Good night. You know that I didn't, I didn't even know that Red Box was still around. Oh, Much less they had a bowl game. I knew. I didn't know people had used it until the other day when my buddy Phil was like talking about how he's waiting on uh, Avengers uh, Endgame to get to Red Box. And I was like, Red Box? Red Box. People use Red Box? He was like, yeah. I'll I feel like when you... Uh, Get the first time you get a bowl game is usually the death knell of a company. You kind of like, oh, they're 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 reaching here. <laughs> okay, yeah, almost like a, you know, Beef O'Brady's did a bowl game for a little while. <laughs> I forgot about the Beef O'Brady's bowl, <laughs> which is now I think the Gasparilla. That's the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. The bad Boy <laughs> Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. I hope Auburn uh, plays in that bowl at some point. But I kind of <laughs> do because it'd be, it'd be the end of a terrible year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really that uncomfortable with this game. This is a game where Auburn should be favored in. We are favored in, even though we're lower. It feels like we should be able to go push. Are we eleven point favorites? That right? Three. No, not eleven. Eleven points. Man, no. Um, In our hearts. Yeah. So it's this is one of the cases where analytics don't really line up with the human polls. Uh, You know, Auburn's like a top ten team in most of the uh, computer polls. Yeah, Oregon's mid twenties, yeah. but AP poll is kind of flipped in that uh, scenario. Yeah. How good are they are? Here's the thing: Can this team, Oregon? I mean, move weight out of the way? Because if they cannot do that, Auburn will win the game. Yeah, I, I just I feel like we'll, we should be able to push them around. Yeah, I, I don't think Oregon. Hangs, you know, a huge number on us, and then it just blows us out. I, if if we lose, it's we couldn't move the ball. Either. Yeah, Bo Nix yeah. struggles yeah. really bad. We have to bring Joey in, and he doesn't do any better, and we just yeah. I don't I don't think that's going to happen. But if it doesn't go well, I think that that is what happens. All right, so let's do that then, real quick, because we're wrap. I'm getting close to the end of this F. I think. I mean, next week we have real, actual football to talk about. Auburn wins if, fill in the blank. Oregon wins if, fill in the blank. That's classic sports calling. What do you think it's going to take for Auburn to win this game? Call in. Are you going to hang up? We'll hear you. Hey, Chief, what do you think it's going to take for Auburn to win this game? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to hang up and listen. <laughs> That's exactly. Ryan, okay. long time, first time. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Ben. Sorry for Germans, but. Uh, What's it going to take for Oregon to win this game? Herbert's going to have to look like one of the top quarterbacks in the country. And he's I mean, going to have to beat the Auburn defense. Okay. I mean, yeah. it's not a, a pedestrian, you know, 250 yards isn't going to do it. He's going to have to the, – the blocking's going to have to hold up. He's going to have to throw for 300 plus. Uh, and I think we're going to be – we're going to be in a bad spot next week if we're talking about an Oregon win. Yeah, because that means the defense didn't look good, and the offense yeah, right, is right. what we're expecting the offense is. Yeah, that, that's how I feel about it. Um, I think the defense could still play fairly well, but we just 
for some reason, Bo Nix just has a meltdown. I think that's the other the other thing. Um, but if our defense is as good as we think it is, we should be able to absorb a couple of interceptions or something. Well, like and I, you know, we're in the day and age now where a good defense isn't going to hold a good offense right, to right. seven points. Right. We have you to, have to expect Oregon's going to put up twenty four. And so, can the offense beat that? And really, they only they only put seven against the yeah. Michigan like State I said, Spartans. Michigan State has a skill where they can bring you down to their level. How is that possible? They're seven and five last year in a Big Ten that wasn't that great. Yeah, yeah, we and they don't always do it. It's it's kind of like a wild card sort of thing. Just, Michigan State happens had, at random. Had one player drafted last year. It was a fourth round pick. It was an offensive lineman. Gosh, that is horrible. We're like he said, we're gonna be in a real bad place if yeah. we lose to Michigan <laughs> State lost games seven to six and nine to six in the same year. Gosh, I would literally quit watching this sport if I was a Michigan <laughs> State fan. And we lost two games and three two out of the last three games were nine to six to Nebraska and well, seven to six to Oregon. They're a basketball school. I guess. Yeah, I guess. What the Yeah, we're basketball. Do we want to talk about what else is going on in football at all? God, they had five games where they didn't get double digits. That's (laughs) horrible. Do we want to talk about the. Do we want to talk about Week Zero? I had a lot of fun with the drunkest game I've ever seen in my life last night. Not that I was drunk. I was completely sober. The game was super drunk. So the Florida Miami game before this, this is the primetime game. Yeah. And oh, I didn't watch the. I didn't watch. I, I watched a decent amount. Home. Oh, okay. It wasn't on where it was. I was at, yeah. right. I watched for, uh, for Florida Miami. Miami was weird, and it was very week zero. Uh, if Florida doesn't get any better than they looked, we should not have much trouble. With yeah, that game. I was pretty excited um, to see that they were not very good last night. They they didn't tackle well. They didn't do anything on offense very the well. Play calling was bizarre, as uh, as as seen by Steve Spurrier's face. Yeah. <laughs> And in the last drive for Miami, they kind of traded scores in the second half. Miami's down four. And they had a fourth and 30, I believe? Uh, it's fourth, fourth and 28, I believe that's okay. what it was. The ball is not close to being a catch. And not that it was uncatchable, but it was right. like, not going to be caught. Um, and they, I can't remember they if throw a flag for pass interference. I, I can't remember if that's the one also where if he had caught it, it would have been it would have been short either way. It would have been short, and there was a guy there to tackle him. Yes, but and the receiver took a, sh- a shot in the back of the head yeah, too from yeah, the nailed. defender's knee. Yeah, like it wasn't a target yeah. or anything. But uh, pass interference on fourth and thirty keeps the game alive. They get another pass interference. It was fourth and fifteen or twenty yeah. at that point. <laughs> another pass interference to give them another first down. <laughs> and so at the end of the game, they get to the twenty-five yard line, maybe. Yeah. They should have scored. Like, there's no reason Miami shouldn't have scored. They had a thousand chances at the end, and they just. Well, they also didn't move the ball last. No, round. they just kept fumbling it. Yeah. And <laughs> on the last play of the game, uh, the quarterback just takes his eye off the ball. The oh, snap. and this was all set up after they'd been stopped on fourth down. Yeah. And then Florida threw an interception immediately right after yeah. with four minutes. Yeah, play. I was watching this game last night. That was the wildest way to end for Florida defense. Yeah. Like I. That's it true. was the wildest game of my beloved C. Canes did not uh, did not fare well last night. It was the wildest so way to end a game until about three hours later. Yeah, when Hawaii in Arizona Hawaii, uh, you know, that game kicks off super late. How did that? It's it's a it's a game in Hawaii. It's probably still going on. No, I understand before. that. Yeah, I don't know how time zones work, but I don't. <laughs> my question was, how did Khalil Tate? What Ryan's referring to is it comes down to the last play of the game. Yeah, Arizona, 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 Hawaii's been up the whole game. Arizona has come on back. Yeah. They're down a touchdown. Touchdown wins the game. My fault. No, and, no, it's a goes to overtime. Okay, down seven. Down seven. Khalil Tate, a quarterback who is known in the college football internet for being fun to watch, and he's, Nick, he's more Nick Marshall than Nick Marshall was. Yeah, because <laughs> Khalil Tate, not a great thrower of the football. <laughs> so. Famously, also didn't want to run triple option when they were. It was floated out there they were going to hire. prevented uh, them from hiring uh, Niamatololo. Yeah, hiring Navy's coach. And wow. he tweeted, "I don't want to run triple option." Wow. Yeah. And so they got Kevin Sumlin, 
And Kevin Sumlin has not been good there. And last night, they had a chance to go to overtime, and he pulls it and runs. From the 35-yard line, he... Khalil Tate bounces out of the pocket. Clock is running down. They've got to throw. It's the last play of the game. He scrambles out of the pocket, tucks it, and he looks like he might have a chance to score. Makes two guys miss, and he's down the sidelines going to score. Cuts back up the middle, gets to the one-yard line. The defensive tackle who he had juked out in the backfield has chased him down and tackles him on the one ball game. Game over, Hawaii wins. Wow. What a game. As I, I, I forget who tweeted Kevin Sumlin. I forgot who tweeted this, but somebody said, this was the most Friday Night's Light shit I've ever seen in <laughs> yeah. college football game. I can't wait for Kevin Sumlin to be our offensive coordinator next year. <laughs> it's going to be so good. So, um, week zero was crazy. Yeah. Uh, a lot cool. of fun. So, anybody who says, oh, we don't really need these football games early, you're wrong. Kurt, did you watch great. Villanova Colgate? No, I saw the helmets Colgate wore, and then I saw Clint Richardson, who is an American treasure, tweet out the Auburn version of those that just said barn on a B-A-R-N, and they were terrific. And now I need that to happen so badly. Apostrophe B-A-R-N in script on the side of Auburn's helmets is all I need Auburn to do forever now. Do we want to talk about what else is going on in week one, just real quick as we wrap up? Besides me, uh, maybe... Put some drywall up in this house. I don't know. Yes. We get, okay, so we get football Thursday. Mm-hmm. There's who's, like a, who's who's playing Thursday? Uh, you get Georgia Tech Clemson if you want to see a bloodletting in week one. Uh, you also get the Holy War later that night, Utah BYU. Always a stupid. Guys, I want Tech to beat Clemson so bad. Oh, it would be a ton of fun, but uh, no. Never, not going to happen. Never in a million years. Tech, Tech and Clemson used to be a good rivalry. Tech, back in the Tech used to be Paul a Johnson. Look, Tech has won a I think this new national coach. championship in the last 30 years. Unlike Georgia. Unlike anybody else in the state. state. I think, well, tell Don, Georgia Southern has won a lot of national championships. There's a bunch of games Friday, but probably, I mean, if you're wanting to watch football, you can watch football, but if you're not looking for a specific matchup. If you aren't a... Uh, if you aren't a degenerate, you probably aren't watching. Football. I'm going to be watching football Friday. Of course you are. Yeah. Yeah, it's Tulsa, Michigan State, Wisconsin, oh, USF. Man, Tulsa, Michigan State. I can uh, watch a team that didn't score 10 points five times <laughs> last year play Tulsa. Crow, crow I've, got a, I've got a game for you. Colorado State, Colorado's Friday night. Oh, that's that is a fun game. You know that they, they used to be a lot bigger back when I was a lot younger. They, um, they used to both be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, they both are terrible. Yeah. But they still one of, still be fun. of them more so than the others, from what I understand. I think Colorado's going to be okay. They it's one of those the, uh, G5, P5 robberies. Colorado's cheating real hard, right? Isn't that what happened? Yes, New Island was there. Yeah, yeah that's what happened. They won a national championship under Coach Mack, a different guy. That's right. Okay. There's a 30 for 30 about it. It's really good. They had a. Uh, I watched that one get Disney Plus. They in had November. Slash, didn't they? Wasn't that the, the, the guitarist? No, it was the quarterback, Slash. Uh, Played for the Steelers. I only know the Guns N' Roses oh, guitar player. Man. Nice, Paul Ryan. Look at that. I know. There's is, a, that, is that like a. a Deep cut? No, it's not. Pretty famous person. Well, here's what something that we should take from. I should have asked you what band he played for. Then Guns N' Roses. Well, I said it out loud. Oh well, I didn't even know. Colorado has has a group of students that run to Fort Collins, Uh where CSU is, and CSU has a group of students that run to Boulder, and there's some sort of like. If they if they leave at the exact same. Now, where is Golden, Colorado, in relation? to Golden, Colorado is south. Uh, maybe actually do south of Boulder. Listeners, for those of you who don't know, Golden, Colorado is known for its great beer. Yeah, sure. So Denver is south of both of those cities. But I think they also may like, run to Denver or something. There's still a lot of running involved. Because it's the first game of the year, so the weather is great in Denver. Pretty high altitude out there, huh? Yeah. That would suck. And Mile what, City. What's funny about that is that both schools go south. Mm. To play their their rivalry game, um, it's not close to really either of them, hmm. or like not like in the middle or anything. It's like kind of weird geographical thing. But it's Denver. It's mile high. It's a nice stadium. That's cool. Yeah, it's not ever full. I lived in Denver for five years. I don't think it was ever sold out. Hmm. Okay, it's the NFL stadium. I, I would, maybe when Peyton was there, it was. It didn't snow one year. 
Why did I think it snowed? There's no way it snowed. It's way too early. It's August. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's still hot out there. So that's the one to go to, though. If you were like one of those people who wants to hit college football games, yeah. go to that one because those two teams and fan bases really don't like each other at all. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Opposite types of people. Yeah. Like those I would two think, schools. I would think. Who's, who's the Auburn and who's the Bama in that situation? Well, CSU is the ag school. So we're CSU. But there really isn't a Bama. So we'll go to Colorado. Because Boulder is not Tuscaloosa. And there is, is it a business school, though? And they're both... Uh, uh, it's a really good engineering school. They're both... They're both yeah. state names. And they're, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're both... So yeah. Colorado's kind of the Auburn in terms of math and engineering. And then Colorado State's the Auburn in terms of... Uh, so they're both Auburn. Yeah. Except that at Boulder on 420, they closed the campus down oh. so that anybody who wants to smoke can go smoke on campus. They don't do Very that not Auburn. Auburn. <laughs> or Auburn. Yeah. Well, depends on where you they're, are in Auburn. Yeah. There's not really an Auburn in that rivalry. Plus, neither one of them has been any good for a million years. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Any, any, anybody good playing on Friday? On Friday, yeah, no. Those are the, those are the big games. Oh. That's the one to watch. There's, there's, like, there's probably 10 FBS Jack, games. But... Jackson will probably start. Uh, they may have started this. No, they didn't start. Mm-hmm. My dad was told me he was going. Maybe go to a high school game Friday night. On Saturday before the Auburn-Oregon game, there's going to be a lot of... Actually, Jacksonville does usually start this week. Yeah. Why didn't dad? Good game, Cox. No, so on, way, my dad on Saturday when you're getting ready for the Auburn game, it's going to basically be a lot of channel surfing to see who's going to screw up. There's not a ton of marquee games early in the day, but... Yeah, there's Eastern Washington versus Washington. Uh, there's Washington, Georgia Southern versus LSU. Washington. Uh, let's see. Six foot. Northern six, Iowa versus eight, Iowa State, eight, which Iowa State's ranked. Uh-huh. Interesting. You can is, is Malik Willis uh, eligible this year? Who is this? Malik Willis. Yeah, I think so. Liberty. He's playing at Liberty. They're playing Syracuse. Uh, that's at 6 I, p.m. I could, maybe he'll have some highlights this year that I could repurpose for classic.net. <laughs> Uh, oh, there's the body clock game, uh, Northwestern versus Stanford. Why is that? The cool? what? The body clock game. So this, this is. You don't know the story? I think this was back in like, the first year of the playoff. Stanford was like a top 10 team, and they went. Let's see. Stanford and Northwestern played. Um, and I want to say Stanford lost, but it was like the only loss they had up until like, late November. And their excuse was that, well, was the time zones were different. We just weren't ready to play. And, oh. and maybe, they, maybe they were playing a – This I, I forget how the time zones were. This Northwestern coach stinks. That really, Gerald still right? anti-union, yeah. I really don't like him yeah. in the least. The guy thinks that no one goes to the games because we're all on our phones too much. And no. he was very active in the anti-union. People don't go to games, Pat, because it's 9,000 degrees. You can't drink and uh, – when you go to home, your house, there's all of those things. Yeah. It's not 9,000 degrees. Crow, if you want to see... You missed the Thursday night game. Right. What else did I miss on Thursday? Jacksonville State plays CELA. What see is who? CELA. Oh, Southeast Louisiana? Yeah. CELA? CELA. Uh, his, his wife. Oh, her sister. God. Ryan, when I say the word body massage, what comes to mind? Uh, Can we talk I about need. that on a podcast? What'd you say? Something I need. No. Do you not remember the G.I. Joe dubbed... Videos oh, from yeah, the okay. early internet? Yeah. Yes. yes. My mind was going towards Robert Kraft. No. <laughs> no, Ryan, I'm thinking about Internet 1.0. Oh, the glorious days. This is something called ebombsworld.com that I was thinking of. Crow, if you want to see Mississippi State do something stupid, they play Louisiana Lafayette in New Orleans at noon on Saturday. I think they're just called Louisiana now. Uh, I don't know. It still says ULL on the NCAA. They're going to lose. In the Superdome. Yeah, it's no, it's Louisiana. I noticed that on the on the helmet. Yeah, that's what they. That's what they on the NCAA website. It's ULL. They're trying to make fetch happen here. But Uh, also at noon, you've got Ole Miss and Memphis. Memphis very likely will win this game. I really hope that Memphis wins. We've got somebody at Memphis, don't we? Is he? No, Asa Martin went to Memphis. Like, oh, he's not eligible, though. Oh, yeah. Transferred to FAU and then to Memphis. I know he transferred to Miami. Miami, sorry. Memphis. Good Tom T. Hall song. Um, Walking in Memphis. Oh, yeah. That's, that's James Madison is a really good FCS team playing a really not good at West Virginia. James, James Madison. Madison. Let's oh, go Dukes. Yeah. Did yeah. They, they won. They beat Virginia Tech. Didn't they win the FCS yeah. this last year? Uh, they may have. They've been like a top five team every year. Yeah. Played West Virginia in Neil Brown's first game. 
Oh. See how that goes. Neil Brown, Neil Brown from, from Troy. Troy. Yeah. Interesting. That's a, what, two? Yeah, two I have PM. a soft spot in my heart for West Virginia. Are they still running the Tony, Tony Franklin system at Troy? Uh, They're running Chip Lindsay's system now. Right. Yeah. yeah. South Carolina, UNC's at 330. Are they? Chip Lindsay's at Kansas, isn't he? No, he's, no, he's, he's a head coach at Troy. Oh, no, he Troy. Went, went to Kansas for like two seconds. Right? Yeah, and then he got a head coach yeah, at Troy, right. and you know who his offensive coordinator is? Ryan Pugh. And then Les went from, I'm hiring the up-and-coming guy to my offensive coordinator, to just like, I'm hiring this same old, same old. He's like, hired one of his, the guys he used to play with him, or used to coach Who is the Kansas OC? While you're looking that up, I'm going to give you one more recommendation for a channel flipping game and okay. commercials of the Auburn game. Boise's going to Florida State. Or I think they're playing in Jacksonville, but they're, Boise's playing Florida State. That sounds fun. Very good chance Boise uh, has it away with Knowles. Sounds fun. Doug Meacham. Oh, he's uh, the offensive coordinator at the University of Kansas. I don't know that name. No, that's not uh, true. That's not true. He was. The Google's wrong. Sorry, Brian. Keep going. Google Bro, doesn't care much up. about uh, Kansas football right Les now. Kern- Literally no one. Les Kerning, K-O-E-N-N-I-N-G. Don't know that name. Uh, he was the running back coach at Southern Miss the last two years. Oh. So we, we faced him. So it's a step down. It is. Kansas OC, if you ask me. Uh... Yes. Yeah. That's all right. That's, that's about it. I mean, there's Houston, Oklahoma on Sunday, and Notre Dame, Louisville. On well, Monday. I'm going to be watching uh, yeah. Everton try not to blow it again this weekend during some of this football. So. Yeah. Whatever. Well, and that's that's going to do it for us on this episode. Oh yeah, we didn't. Uh, we didn't. We want to do predictions for this game. We, well, we can do that next week, can't we? Oh no, we can do it this week because this week we all think they're going to win, right? Yeah. I mean, we even score predictions, or I don't know. Auburn wins thirty-eight. 17. 35-34. That's, that's Not a big win. That's my standard prediction for anything. Man, people be mad. We are almost all uh, No, that's not, that's not my actual prediction. I'll say 34-24. I was just trying to add up to a number there. Um, uh, oh, I, I, very nice, Chief. Um, I hope Josh Dub is writing these down. 42. Wow. 17. So you're taking my 38-17 and going... 42-17. Oh, okay. That was nice. Oh. No, I'm not... We're not going to let them score 27 points in this round. All right. In the words of Pat Dye. Oh, well done. Let's do it this week. <laughs>